Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. I invite you to stay seating for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel from the third chapter of John to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with that person. Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into a mother's womb and be born? Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How can these things be? Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe me, How can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you, my siblings in Christ. Today, our gospel reading begins with a Pharisee that is an elite religious leader and a teacher in Israel. This Pharisee is named Nicodemus, and he pays Jesus a visit. Strangely enough, Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. This is a peculiar detail for John to include in his writing. I wonder why that is. There are several reasons Nicodemus may have visited at night. Perhaps it was a big secret that he was curious and wanted to talk to Jesus. Maybe he didn't want to be recognized by his peers, the other Pharisees, Or Jesus' followers. Maybe going at night was the only way he 
had the courage to talk to Jesus. Or perhaps the author uses the setting of night to symbolize that Jesus or that Nicodemus was outside of the light of Christ's followers and instead part of the world's darkness. Or that setting of night could represent unbelief or spiritual misunderstanding. Sorry to disappoint, but I don't have the answer. I'm simply curious about the role night plays in this story and in our own faith exploration. Whatever the motivation, I'm inspired and encouraged by Nicodemus's openness and his honest seeking of Jesus. He really does ask a lot of questions. And the back and forth between Jesus and Nicodemus is fascinating. In it, it reveals much about Jesus' purpose and God's love for the world. About 4.30 a.m. local time in Kiev on the morning of February 24th, 2022, Russian state television broadcast a speech from President Vladimir Putin on conducting a special military operation in Ukraine. Within minutes, explosions were heard in the darkness of Kyiv, Kharkiv, Odessa, and the Donbass. By 5 a.m., missiles and bomb attacks were launched against key targets across the country. In the darkness of early morning, still three hours before sunrise, the Russian aerospace forces, Navy, and ground forces were involved in a coordinated attack to an unprepared and sleeping country. It has been one year, one week, and two days since that special military operation was launched. Ukraine and Russia continue to be at war. A great humanitarian and refugee crisis was unleashed in Eastern Europe. Though the effects of the war in Ukraine reach far beyond Eastern Europe, they've brought economic instability, supply chain issues, and other factors. And this conflict has exacerbated food shortages in already struggling regions such as the Horn of Africa. One of the members of Faith Deacon, Steve Arnold, answered the call early in the conflict to use his teaching experience to help young people in Ukraine whose studies were disrupted. Deacon Steve has been doing English language learning with a group of students who graciously joined Pastor John for a conversation to share with our congregation. So we are beyond blessed to hear from those students now. So uh, Laban, as the senior member of the class, uh, how about you start? No, that's okay. Uh, hello, my name is Yevhen Ivachnenko. I live in Kiev. It's uh, 
in Ukraine, central part of Ukraine. Uh, the main city of Ukraine. My name is uh, Mafime Vakhtenko. I am brother of uh, Ukraine. Uh, I am a student of uh, Kiev National Economic University. My specialty is commercial and logistic. Uh, I am 20 years old. Uh, I am uh, um, uh, told about uh, this uh, activity and uh, I thank you uh, Steve and Missy uh, that uh, they introduced us to uh, USA context. Okay, um, so uh, my name is Milena Sobolevska. I am 16 years old. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I feel a little bit nervous. Um, I'm a high school student uh, graduating from school this year. Um, I'm not sure about what specialty I'm going to uh, get after I graduate. But, well, I have some ideas, but well, I'm not sure. And um, I was uh, the first person who got into this lessons. I thought about it to Elena, who unfortunately doesn't uh, go there anymore. She told about it to Yvonne, and Yvonne told it to Max, and well, here we are. <laughs> so, Milena, since we're on this, I asked you one weekend how you did with all the bombings. Can you tell? I love your answer. <laughs> yeah, um, so once uh, <laughs> I woke up uh, because I heard some explosions, uh, I could hear how my windows were shaking. Um, but, well, I was way too sleepy, so I just get to bed and continue to sleep, like nothing happened. <laughs> and then I talked to, to my mom, like, hey, have you heard these explosions in the morning? Like, the windows were literally shaking, and she was like, huh? No, I haven't heard anything. I was sleeping. Uh, the day before war started, I met my friend. Uh, we were at gas stations, uh, drink coffee and uh, speak about uh, uh, will it start or not. And uh, I thought uh, that it's crazy thing and it won't start. And next morning I woke up uh, with... No, I, I, actually not I. Olena woke up uh, because it was bombed, but I was sleeping. And... Uh, when she said to me that it's bombing, I said, uh, you're crazy or what? Uh, I need to sleep. I, uh, tomorrow I need to go to work. What? How about... Because across the world, we, we all want to help too. So do you, pers like, do, you, do you feel that presence? Do you feel like... How, how much do you understand like how everybody in the world's watching and and praying for you. You feel that? Yes. I mean, well, of course, I've seen a lot of people uh, who would start saying, like, oh, what the Ukraine did, they don't deserve this kind of help, they don't deserve this attention. But, well, uh, there were much more people who would say the opposite thing. And uh, these lessons are just another example of this. Because, well, they started as a volunteer thing to help children with learning English. And, like, if, they, if no one cared, then this just wouldn't exist. Right? Yeah. 
What would you want people in the United States to know about you as you're living in Ukraine and living through what's happening? Uh, don't uh, trust the Russians uh, is the first uh, because uh, uh, their propaganda is uh, always lie. Uh, they will lie about Ukraine and say a lot of, uh, I don't know, something stupid. I have, uh, for today, I have one question. Uh, may, uh, maybe something, what have changed in the life of your people from the 21st February? Uh, uh, what yeah. have changed uh, for you? Uh, you know that uh, what have changed in our life, but uh, it's uh, interesting how it's in other countries. Uh, was uh, something changed by this war in the life, in normal life of people of the United States? The, the blessing for me is I got to meet the three of you. Oh, my goodness. That, that would not have happened without this war going on. And I feel like we're almost kind of becoming friends. But I did get mad at them last week. Do you remember the when I got mad at you? Yes. We were, we were talking about uh, places we like to travel. And, and they were going to tell us someplace they really want to go. And not one person mentioned Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, a heartfelt and special thank you to you, Max, and Melena, Levin, and Missy. Your honesty, courage, and grace in sharing with us is so appreciated. Uh, there is an extended version of this conversation, so if you're interested in uh, hearing more, you can watch for it um, coming out this week. The student, Levin, asked us a question. How has your life changed? since these events have taken place. I'd invite you to ponder that and consider it today. Some responses from our weekly Bible study participants included, we're more fearful of nuclear war. This has affected our economy, the prices of gas and other items. And some people are concerned about traveling to other Western countries, wondering if it's safe there. Those same participants had some positives to share as well. Ukraine has been a fixture of our prayers. Deacon Steve has been blessed by the opportunity to know these incredible and fierce young people. And we, as a people, are much more in touch with specific refugee needs and stories. I would add that most of us can identify the Ukrainian flag now. I saw it twice on the way to church this morning. We are keenly aware of the needs of our siblings across the world. And while a conflict of this scale can make us feel powerless, we have not hidden ourselves away from the difficulties of this situation. As individuals and as members of this congregation, we pray often for the people and the leaders of Ukraine. We pray for the organizations that are providing relief and supplies and support to refugees 
and those still in Ukraine. We have made financial contributions to our partners through Lutheran Disaster Response, which is on the ground working in seven neighboring countries bordering Ukraine. And Deacon Steve's students have requested another form of support from us. You will never guess it. They have asked for recipes. So if you have a recipe that you'd be willing to share with this group of Ukrainian students learning English, please drop it off at the church office or email me. My email is listed in the bulletin. Darkness can be used as a co-conspirator of evil. It can be used to wage attacks, to hide, to live in secrecy. And in great injustice of war across the world, it affects us even here, sitting in safety in the United States. But darkness can also reveal truth, depth, and grace. As we find today in our conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus. Asking questions, which really seems like such a small thing, has made all the difference. Even in uncertainty and fear, Nicodemus's small act created space for Jesus' powerful answer. Jesus' response to this question has literally become a foundation of our faith. Just imagine if Nicodemus had never had the nerve to visit Jesus. Where would Christianity be today? Nicodemus's questions, spoken only in the cover of darkness, changed the world. Jesus' answer is known the world over, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that God sent his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Jesus' words speak life. They give hope and remind us that we are among those whom God so loved. So if God can use Nicodemus's curiosity and fear and search for understanding to irreversibly change the understanding of faith for millions across time and space. Then surely, God can use our small acts to make a difference to someone across the world. So perhaps you are part of those who teach and mentor or you donate funds to refugee and humanitarian organizations, or you fly the flag of a country under attack. Maybe you open up a conversation about the plight of refugees fleeing their homes out of fear and violence. Or you respond to a simple request from Deacon Steve's students and share a recipe. Or you pray for mercy, for peace, for safety, for comfort, for people who are enduring incredible circumstances. 
May we, like Nicodemus before us, ask hard questions. Do the small things with great love. Follow the spirit that God might use, even us, and our small acts of seeking you to shine brightly, to show love, to be welcome in the world that God made. In the name of God's only Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. We hope these words will strengthen you as you live out your daily life. If you would like to know more about Faith Lutheran, leave a prayer request, or financially support our mission and ministry, please go to our website at faithfl.org. May God bless you in the days ahead.